Welcome, everybody, to Spirituality Adventures. We are talking about health and spirituality, and I love this topic. I think most of us do. And there's so much to learn in the area of health, so many conversations to be had around mental health, around physical health, around emotional health, relational health, spiritual health. And so we're starting off this new year with conversations about spirituality and health. And I wanted to just do a couple of thoughts on health from the Hebrew Bible and from the New Testament. And particularly, I'm thinking about one word in the Hebrew Bible which is shalom. And one thing I love, one of the things I love about going to the Middle East is the food. I love meeting the people of the Middle East, but I also love the way they greet each other and the way they say goodbye to each other. So many times they greet you with shalom. Shalom would be the Hebrew greeting. So Salem is the same word in Arabic, and so that would be the Arabic greeting. And so similar to like you and me saying hello or hi, people there would say Shalom or Salem. But it's a beautiful greeting, and it's much, much more than just hello or hi or goodbye. Actually has a wealth of meaning. If you trace the usage of the word shalom in the Hebrew Bible, what you're going to find is that it has a number of rich, nuanced meanings. And I'm just going to just highlight a couple of them here for you right now. Uh, in the Hebrew Bible, the word shalom can be used for prosperity or success. So when you greet somebody with shalom or when you wish shalom upon somebody, you're actually wishing them praying for them, giving them a blessing of prosperity and success. And remember, in the Hebrew culture, that's not just a bank account thing. It's not just your net worth or your money or that kind of thing, but it's the whole person, the whole being. And it usually tied in spiritually to uh, having peace with God in some way or another. And so prosperity, success, things are going well with you. Another one would be safety. So if you wished somebody a peaceful journey, you would be wishing a blessing upon them that would tie into their safety, to their peaceful arrival, that they would be protected, and that they would even have safety from fear. And so that's another use of the Hebrew word shalom. Another one is state of health or wholeness, and this really gets to the point of this health and spirituality series. Shalom is wholeness well-being, a state of health. And it's not just physical health, but it would refer to your mental health, your emotional well-being, your spiritual well-being, your relational well-being. So when you talk about shalom with somebody, you're talking about a state of health spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally, in every way that we can think about it. And so that is a part of that word that I love. And so as we go through these talks on health and spirituality, in a certain sense, what we're doing is we are praying, wishing, hoping that we will experience a greater degree of shalom as we go through this series together. 
Another meaning of the word shalom means peace versus war. So we can use shalom publicly in terms of no war. We want to pray for the peace of our nations around the world, that people aren't in war and times of war. Another meaning of the word can be friendliness. And then finally, deliverance or salvation. So that strikes on on the very spiritual nature of this word shalom. So it's a powerful word in the Hebrew Bible. And one of my favorite prayers for peace, for shalom, is found in Numbers chapter 6. And this is where Moses is speaking to Aaron. And Aaron represents the priestly lineage of the Hebrew people. And they were the ones that were to function as the priests in the tabernacle at first. And then once the temple was built, they functioned as the priests in the temples. And so they were kind of like mediators between God and the nation Israel. And so this prayer that Moses tells Aaron and his sons to bless people with is one of the most famous prayers in all of Scripture, maybe next to the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven prayer that Jesus talked about. This would probably be the next most famous prayer in all of the Scriptures. It's the high priestly prayer, and it's the one that Moses told Aaron and his descendants to pray over the people. And so, you know, we can pray this prayer for each other. And it's a beautiful prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord's countenance shine upon you and give you peace. Now, this is an incredible prayer for many reasons. One of the things that's interesting is that the oldest Hebrew script that we have, that we've found archaeologically, is this prayer. And it dates back to about 587 B.C., somewhere right around there. And it's in a little amulet, a circular cylinder that's called, it's from Ketef Hinnom. It's a location outside of Jerusalem where this little cylinder was found. And, and basically, they wrote the Hebrew on the circular cylinder. And so then if you rolled it out on a piece of papyrus or clay, then it would like roll out the prayer. And so it'd be kind of in a vertical column. And the earliest Hebrew writing that we have archaeologically is this high priestly prayer. It's also the first time the name Yahweh is used that we find in terms of written context, and it's the oldest Hebrew that we have. It's this beautiful prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he cause his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be upon you and give you peace. Shalom. It ends with this word shalom. So beautiful prayer. Pray it for yourself. Pray it for the people around you. Pray it for your family. Pray it for your business, your work. It's a wonderful prayer. It's a prayer of shalom. It's a prayer of health, a prayer of well-being, a prayer of prosperity and success and God's gracious work towards us. So I think that's a cool prayer. The other thing that I wanted to mention as it relates to health is from the New Testament. And I'm thinking particularly of a passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 6 at the very end of that chapter, verse 19. And it's a verse that goes like this. Do you not know 
that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and that the Holy Spirit dwells in you. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19. This is a fascinating prayer on a couple of different fronts, and it has to do with health, all right? Uh, one of the things is that in the ancient days, temples were places where you went to meet with the gods. So in the ancient Near Eastern world, all of the gods had temples that they were associated with. And in fact, even the Hebrew God, while he didn't dwell in temples alone, the place where you would go would be the temple in Jerusalem. Um, And so that was the place where you would go to meet with the God of Israel, uh, Yahweh. And so in the ancient Near Eastern world, whatever the God was, there was usually a temple attached to that God. And you'd go to that temple to receive the blessings of that God, to worship that God, and to connect with that God. It was a place of the temple in the ancient Greek world and in the ancient Roman world. All of your major cities had temples. All of your major cities were were dedicated to gods. And the temples were places where you met God. What's fascinating about this verse in the New Testament is that it's saying that your body is a temple. So this is revolutionary. Um, Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body is a place to meet God, to dwell with God, to experience God, your physical human body. This was also revolutionary from a Greek perspective because a lot of people in the Greek world were dualists and they separated the spirit from the body and they saw that the spirit world was the real world or the more valuable world, whereas the body was a more corrupt world, an evil world. So they actually, in some Um, some reflections of the Greek philosophical world, the human body was actually denigrated and and viewed as sort of corrupt or evil and certainly something that's passing away, right? So it wasn't nearly as valuable or important as the spirit world. But in the Hebrew mindset and then in the New Testament mindset, the body is elevated. And in the New Testament, it's elevated into the place of being a temple. So your body is something that's sacred. Now, it's kind of weird to think about because most of us, when we think about our bodies, we're kind of uncomfortable in our own skin, right? We think about our bodies and we're a little insecure about our bodies and, you know, we're too skinny here. We don't have enough muscle here. We're too fat here. All of us feel like our noses are too big or ears are too big or something's too small or whatever, you know, and we have this insecurity with our bodies. But in fact, the scriptures elevate the body as a place where God himself will dwell. And so I think this tells us that we have to treat our body with great respect. We have to treat our bodies with a sense of sacredness. And it is a place that we are to conduct ourselves with, with, with a sense of the sacred and embodiment and the sacred life that we live go together. We, you can't be spiritual without taking care of your body. And so if you think about taking care of your body, you're taking care of your physical body. You're taking care of your mental and emotional body, your brain. You're taking care of your relational uh, connections because we always connect with people through the body. We meet people and talk to people and relate to people. This is a bodily activity. Some of, I think, the best spiritual practices that we can 
incorporate into our life involve the body where we pray as we walk or we meditate and think about our breath and our body or where we uh, realize that this is a sacred thing that God has given us, that we're to take care of it, that we're to value it, and that our spirituality needs to be an embodied spirituality so it can include our body. I know many people who have found great uh, great benefit in the practice of yoga because it's an embodied practice that they can actually incorporate into their daily life and brings in processes of meditation and, and health and hope and spirituality. So my thought here is that the spiritual life that we are called to live, that we all have, and remember if you've read my blog on spirituality adventures, I'm really defining spirituality as connection, connection with ourself, connection with others, and connection with something greater than ourselves that's loving and caring. And so if you think about spirituality as connection, all true spirituality is embodied spirituality, and we have to become more conscientious of our body and how it connects to God, to others, and even to ourselves. And so as we do uh, conversations and do interviews and different things like that and talk about health, I wanted you to kind of have a perspective about health from both the Hebrew Bible and from the New Testament. So be fun to talk about these things and to explore them together. And I appreciate you tuning into Spirituality Adventures. Have a great day and may the Lord bless you and keep you and cause his face to shine upon you. May his countenance be upon you and may you have peace. Shalom.